48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. The government says it will consider faster replacements of MTR trains after lawmakers blamed wear and tear on a derailment earlier this month. The exchange fund records its largest nine-month investment loss with all asset classes in the red. And Taikonauts have arrived at the Tiangong space station and completed the country's first ever crew handover in orbit. The government says it will look into whether the MTR can replace its trains quicker after lawmakers blamed wear and tear for a partial derailment earlier this month. Transport Secretary Lam, Lam Sai Hung said it will take at least six years to replace all the MTR trains on four lines that have been in service for more than four decades. But he said the first mainland-made Q train came into service on Sunday and another 25 could be up and running in the next three years. Speaking through an interpreter, Mr Lamb told lawmakers that bringing in some 60 other trains will take time. I understand that members would want new trains to be put into service as soon as possible, but then upon delivery, these trains have to go through very stringent testing before EMSD and Transport Department can be satisfied and then the trains can be put into service. I understand members' concern. I will continue to urge MTRCL to see whether there is any room for early commissioning of new trains. The exchange fund has recorded its largest nine-month investment loss for the first three quarters of the year with all asset classes in the red. The Monetary Authority says the fund, which is used to back the Hong Kong dollar, also posted a deficit of $100.1 billion in the third quarter alone, its third straight quarterly investment loss and the second worst on record. For the July to September period, the fund suffered a loss of $46.5 billion from its stock portfolio. But bond investments and foreign exchange investments also lost money. Here's the authority's chief executive, Eddie Yu. We might see a slight decrease in our overall losses for 2022. But because for this year as a whole up to now, both the equity market and the bond market, even with the rebound, has experienced a a, a decrease of more than 10%. And U.S. dollar remains strong, so you know, the, the chances of having a substantial loss for this year will still be there. As for next year, it's very hard to say because the investment environment remains very uncertain and challenging. Housing Secretary Winnie Ho has defended the almost $27 billion funding that a bureau is seeking from LegCo to build light public housing flats. The government has picked four plots in Tunmun, Fanling and Shangshui. It's hoped the prefabricated short-term homes will allow people waiting for permanent public housing to move out of subdivided flats. Ms Ho says the buildings will be higher than previously thought and will have more public facilities compared to transitional housing. Now, the light public housing, we are building taller buildings, much taller than the average height of the transitional housing. They are of 16 to 18 meters tall. And so for tall buildings, we have take care of the wind load. We have take care of the structure. We have also to provide lift and escalators to the top floors and also the electrical and mechanical water pumps and all the provisions are different. So we are dealing with a very different um, situation. Taikonauts on the nation's latest manned space mission have arrived at the Tiangong Space Station and completed the country's first ever crew handover in orbit. The Shenzhou 15 crew blasted off on board a Long March 2F rocket late last night. 
The new three-member team is expected to remain in space for six months, during which they'll witness the arrival of the Tianzhou 6 cargo craft and Shenzhou 16 manned space ship. They will also have a work handover with the Shenzhou 16 crew in orbit. Police have launched a murder investigation after a 64-year-old man was found fatally stabbed in a pool of his own blood at a building in Mongkok. Steve Dunthorne reports. Police had been called to Hoifu Court shortly after 6 o'clock after being alerted by neighbours to someone calling for help. They found the victim in a corridor with what are thought to be chop wounds to his neck, head and hand. Ambulance crews rushed the man to Kwangwa Hospital, where he was declared dead a short time later. Police say a 51-year-old man was arrested on suspicion of murder. He was found on a window ledge with a bottle of corrosive liquid and injuries to his arms. He was taken, conscious, to Queen Elizabeth Hospital. Turning overseas, the founder of the right-wing Oath Keepers group in the US, Stuart Rhodes, has been convicted of seditious conspiracy in relation to last year's attack on the Capitol building in Washington. The BBC's Barbara Plett-Usher reports. The trial lasted nearly two months. It was a significant case for the Justice Department's contention that the storming of the Capitol was a uniquely dangerous threat to democracy and not just a rally that got out of control. Stuart Rhodes didn't go inside the building, but he was accused of leading a plot to stop the transfer of presidential power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden by force. He told jurors there was no planned conspiracy to attack the Capitol, but they convicted him and one of his allies of sedition. Three other defendants were acquitted, but all five were convicted on additional felony charges. NATO says it will help Ukraine fix damage to its energy infrastructure caused by Russian missile strikes. At a meeting of foreign ministers in Romania, the alliance also promised to provide Kyiv with more weapons. The NATO chief, Jens Stoltenberg, said the promised support would also provide Ukraine with ongoing technical backup. This is also very much about ensuring that the systems we have already delivered are functioning, are effective. And to do so, we need to ensure that we provide spare parts, enable them to do maintenance of the systems and also ammunition. So yes, we are addressing a wide range of additional systems. At the same time, we are urgently addressing the need to ensure that existing systems are working as expected. Mr. Stoltenberg accused President Putin of using winter as a weapon of war. Ukraine's Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba said Ukrainians were struggling to survive freezing temperatures and regular power cuts. The U.S. Senate has passed a bill that aims to protect same-sex marriage amid concerns the Supreme Court could seek to overturn a 2015 ruling that legalized it nationwide. The bill would require the federal government to recognize a marriage if it were legal in the state in which it was performed. Speaking ahead of the vote was the Democratic Senator for Wisconsin, Tammy Baldwin, the first openly gay person elected to the Senate. Many of these same-sex and interracial couples are fearful. They are worried that the rights, responsibilities and freedoms that they enjoy through civil marriage could be stripped away. Right now, people, uh, right now the Senate has the opportunity to put those fears to rest and give millions of people in same-sex and interracial uh, marriages the certainty dignity and respect that they need and deserve. The Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said the bill was a hugely positive step. In many ways, the story of America has been a difficult but inexorable march towards greater equality. Sometimes we've taken steps forward, 
Other times, unfortunately, we've taken disturbing steps backward. But today, after months of hard work, after many rounds of bipartisan talks, and after many doubts that we could even reach this point, we are taking the momentous step forward for greater justice for LGBTQ Americans. A major trial of an experimental dementia drug has shown for the first time that the progression of early-stage Alzheimer's can be slowed. Nearly 2,000 people took part in the trial. Researchers found that lacanamab slowed cognitive decline in early-stage Alzheimer's by about a quarter over 18 months. Alison Littleford, whose husband was diagnosed with the disease two years ago, said any treatment would be welcome. Although he's in the mild to moderate stages of Alzheimer's, so there's many things that he can do, he's lost the ability to remember how to use the coffee machine, remember how to turn the television on and change channels, remembering family names, grandchildren's names, children's names, which is hugely distressing for him. A report into an error at a coronavirus testing laboratory in the UK has estimated it may have led to the deaths of more than 20 people. The mistake in which threshold levels were incorrectly set meant that 39,000 positive COVID cases were wrongly reported as negative. The BBC's Matthew Hill has more details. The Immensa labs were used to process 400,000 samples as part of additional testing capacity from early September 2021. But testing was suspended on the 12th of October after reports of inaccurate results. Experts said high case rates, particularly in southwest England, were down to people unwittingly infecting others when they should have been isolating. Experts from the UK Health Security Agency said the mistakes could have led to as many as 55,000 additional infections in areas where the false negatives were reported. A new study has suggested bats possess a huge vocal range, much bigger than singers like Mariah Carey and Prince. Researchers say normal vocal ranges for bats can reach seven octaves, almost double the range of humans. The BBC's Iona Hampson has details. Bats communicate in ways we don't fully understand, but this is the first time researchers have filmed a bat's larynx to discover how they produce sounds. They found that Dorbenton's bats produce a growling sound when flying in or out of a highly populated roost. The technique was similar to that used by singers of death metal and tooven throat music. They also can create short, high-pitched sounds by vibrating their thin vocal membranes, a part of the throat that humans once had and lost in our evolution. Their vocal range spans an astonishing seven octaves. That's two more than the likes of US singers Mariah Carey and Prince. The National Bureau of Statistics says the country's factory activity shrank for a second straight month in November. It said the Purchasing Managers Index, or PMI, came in at 48.0, down from 49.2 in October. Anything below 50 denotes contraction. Activity fell in businesses of all sizes during the month, with the PMI for small businesses hit hardest at 45.6. The non-manufacturing PMI came in at 46.7 in November, down from 48.7 in October. Sport, and we start with the FIFA World Cup, where the Netherlands and England have emerged as group winners, while Senegal and the United States have also progressed. Senegal beat Ecuador 2-1 to book their first appearance in the knockout stage since 2002. More from the BBC's John Bennett. 
Four years ago, Senegal missed out on a place in the knockout stages by the smallest of margins when they could only be separated from Japan by the fair play rule. So, with another chance to reach the last 16 this time around, they left nothing to chance. Idrissa Gay and Boulay Gia missed great early opportunities before Ismail Assar was bundled over in the box just before the break. Saar stepped up himself and coolly side-footed the ball into the bottom corner. Aliou Cisse's side sat back second half and paid the price when Ecuador's Moses Caicedo swept home a flick on to equalise. But three minutes later, Senegal's inspirational leader Khalidou Koulibaly volleyed in the winner from close range. Senegal will face England in the last 16 on Sunday. England wrapped up the group stage by beating Wales 3-0. Christian Pulisic scored on the 38th minute to give the United States a 1-0 win over Iran. Chelsea forward was injured on the play and didn't finish the game. The US will face the Netherlands on Saturday. Cody Gakpo scored for a third successive game to help the Dutch side beat Qatar 2-0. Frankie de Jong got the second goal. Despite ending the group stage unbeaten, manager Louis van Gaal has come under criticism from fans for an overly conservative style of play. Dutch journalist Marcel van der Kran says that criticism is justified. I know we need results, but we always like to see entertaining football. We like to see attacking football, and it's been very poor, very, very poor uh, in the group stages. And this was Qatar. Uh, we expected a much better attacking team. He built some defensive securities in his midfield, played Martin Darun. David Klassen in midfield and we, we want more glitter and glamour in that team and that's what the Dutch are always about and under Van Gaal it's never so adventurous. The final round of group matches continues tonight with Group C leaders Poland facing second-placed Argentina while Saudi Arabia play Mexico. All four teams still have a chance of progressing. The former Argentina defender Pablo Zabalita says he's excited by the prospect of seeing Robert Lewandowski going up against Lionel Messi and his team. Two of the greatest players of uh, this generation facing each other in a crucial game for both teams. The good thing for Argentina still depends on them. You know, um, if they are able to to put in a good performance and to get the three points, that would be brilliant. But to do that, they they need to play well. A draw for Australia against Denmark would be enough to see them progress alongside France in Group D as long as Tunisia don't beat the reigning champions in their final group game. And a quick look at the weather. It'll be mainly cloudy with one or two rain patches. Temperatures will fall progressively to a minimum of about 15 degrees tonight, slightly lower in the new territories. And the outlook, the temperatures will fall to about 13 degrees in urban areas, slightly lower in the new territories on Thursday and Friday, but they'll rise progressively over the weekend. And to end the news, this top stories once again. The government says it will consider faster replacements of MTR trains after lawmakers blamed wear and tear on a derailment on a partial derailment earlier this month. And the exchange fund records its largest nine-month investment loss of $265.5 billion. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3. What a beautiful day. But you and I would never look back 
beautiful day at the moment anyway it's the brew here on radio three for a wednesday afternoon in about 10 minutes or so it's classical music time with paul archibald who joins us live from bangkok it's saint andrew's day so all of his pieces today are in some way connected with saint andrew who's not just the patron saint of scotland <laughs> 